Hello, and welcome to the Make Life Work podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Marconi, serial entrepreneur, single mom, and current founder and CEO of Vita, a co-working community in Portland, Oregon, designed to support modern life. For almost everyone I know, life is full. And for those of us who want to do it all, have a big career, raise a family, and achieve our most ambitious personal goals, oftentimes it can feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. I know firsthand the extreme joy, challenge, and chaos of building a business while raising a family. And I created the Make Life Work podcast to share experiences from my own journey, as well as talk with inspiring women who are also at this unique intersection of life. We'll take an inside look at the big projects they are undertaking and hear more about the schedules and strategies they use to create fulfilling personal, professional, and family lives. If you're an entrepreneur, leader, or executive, or if you're seeking inspiration and practical ideas for how to turn your big idea into reality while also building a life that works, this is the show for you. And now, let's get on with the episode. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Make Life Work podcast. This week, I am really excited to have with us Tony Tringolo, who's the Executive Director of Willamette Week's Give Guide here in Portland. And with the end of the year coming up and Giving Tuesday coming up on December 1st, we thought we'd talk about some innovative ideas for how to uh, include your kids and maybe make it a family project to do some end of year giving this year. So Tony, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun for a Friday afternoon for me. Yeah, me too. And we have sunshine. So it's like a double bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Very rare in Portland this time of year. So you are, this is your first year with the Give Guide. Is that right? It's my first year on this side of the curtain. I joined Willamette Week in July. So a mid-pandemic on board. Um, with just a few months before launch of the campaign. And before that, I've had experience doing the Give Guide, but from the nonprofit side of things, because that's where I spent the last 13 years, is exclusively with nonprofits and fundraising and administrative staff. Yeah, and it's, you know, obviously very important work, particularly this year. There is a lot of need and just so many opportunities for people to get involved in our community. So tell us a little bit about your nonprofit background and and then tell us a little bit about the Give Guide and what makes it so unique. Well, my experience in nonprofits goes back to when I was in college even. I had to work my way through college and the job that I landed was perfectly suited for me. I got to work for the San Francisco Shakespeare Company. And I love that festival so much. And that's where I got to learn nonprofits 101, mailings. Totally. <laughs> Yep. Lots of mailings. (laughs) Lots of mailings, lots of grunt work, lots of volunteer work, but it was amazing. And then, you know, I wrapped up college and I took jobs I needed to take to pay off student loans and get through things. But when, when my daughter was really young, we had the chance to move back to Portland where we had lived for quite some time. And I got to go and work for a small, well, I guess mid-sized cultural institution. So I was at Lakewood Center for the Arts for about nine years. And I was the development manager there. Um, So I worked my way through a variety of roles to get to that position. But every single thing that you can do in the fundraising world of a nonprofit, I did. So capital campaigns from conception to completion, annual appeals, all the membership work, fundraising events, you name it, grant writing, I've, I've done it. Um, and then after a while, I wanted to change. So I decided I would specialize. And I spent three years specialized in fundraising events for Albertina Kerr. And then the pandemic hit. 
and I was ready for something new. So yeah. here I am. Awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like you and I have definitely have some overlap in our careers with nonprofit events and fundraising. And what a perfect platform for you to be able to move in with um, Willamette Week with the Give Guide because it's really an opportunity to feature a lot of the maybe small to mid-sized nonprofits here in the Portland community. And I'll let you kind of give the spiel on what Give Guide is. But I think the other thing that's really super unique is that it's really an opportunity to engage um, younger donors within our community to get involved in, in making donations each year. Absolutely. So for people that are not yet familiar with Willamette Week's Give Guide, it is you're just one-stop shopping for end of year giving. And we have a collection of nonprofits that we partner with. Um, this year, it is the most we've ever worked with. And it's 174 organizations. Wow. And it's an amazing group. And it's a wide range across eight categories of focus. And what you can do is you just you go to giveguide.org. And you will see all the nonprofits, and at a glance, you'll know what their mission is, what their impact is on Portland, if they have any incentives or fun things that you can get by giving to them. So whether that means there's a matching gift that's been lined up through a business partner of theirs, or if you're getting a, you know, a pound of coffee for giving them a donation, whatever it is. So cool. Um, but in short, it's a place where you can go to find a cause that matches your passion in life. So if what's important to you is food insecurity and solving that problem, you can go and find a handful of organizations that are working on that and you can be a part of the solution. And it's really easy and it's fun. Yeah, it's super fun. It's it's beautifully designed also. It's really easy to use. And I, is it unique to Portland? I mean, I've done fundraising, you know, kind of in big cities all across the country, and I've really never seen this model until I came to Portland. Do you, do you know of any other cities that do it? Yeah. So it did start here. It was founded here in Portland by Willamette Week. Um, the then publisher, uh, Richard Meeker, founded it in 2004. And after a while, other people heard how amazing it was. And so he got to take the idea to a few other small places. And it's there are little offshoots that operate independently that on the same concept. That's pretty cool. But it is. It's amazing. Just the way it functions, it's community centric fundraising at its core. You know, it's not competitive in the way that you would see other fundraising campaigns. This is for everybody. This is for Portland. And we are focused on younger donors because we feel it's important that to be a Portlander, part of that experience is you give back. You're part of the community. You are stewarding this city. You're taking care of it. We're not this, you know, there's been a lot of weird press about Portland lately. So I'm trying to choose my words carefully. We're not the city that's on fire all the time and covered in graffiti and terrible things are happening. This is a badass town. We're doing amazing things. And it's because of everyday Portlanders that are making that happen. Right. Yeah, so, so true. Yeah, so being a part of the Give Guide, chipping in at the end of the year, supporting what's important to you, that should be part of the Portland experience. You should be giving back. And that's all ages. So we're just working on developing that culture. That's amazing. And so is this the 15th year? Is my math correct on that? Um, started that, in would it be 16? So 16. This yeah. is the 16th year. And last year you raised about... $4.1 million. Is that right? Even more. We did $4.7 million and change. Wow. So amazing. It's huge. It's a huge amount of money. And last year that went to 152 nonprofits. 
right. so it was an incredible year. The best year to date was last year. Uh, this year, I think we can all agree 2020 has been pretty terrible across the board for most every individual nonprofit company. It's been a whirlwind, right? Yes, it has. So we, you know, looked at 2020 and said, okay, so what? Let's go bigger. We upped our goal. We are going to go for 5 million this year, which is wildly ambitious. I know, but we think it's doable. Yes, I think so too. And the fact that there's, you know, 174 organizations that folks can choose from that I think many of them like really rely on the support for um, organizations that have been in the network for several years. And then there's also many new organizations this year, right? Maybe some that didn't even exist prior and um, are working to solve problems stemming from COVID or Black Lives Matter and diversity, equity, and inclusion work here in our community. How many new organizations are you featuring? That's exactly true. So what we did in recognition of 2020, and I know just 2020 is not doing it justice, but we brought back everybody that was in 2019 to offer some fiscal stability, some good things that they can count on in their budget for 2020, especially end of year when the majority of the fundraising occurs. So we brought everyone from 2019 back. They were all invited. And then we opened the doors to groups that are doing the critical work for COVID and the community in response to that, or they are doing significant work with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, And that does absolutely include the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, things changed so much since George Floyd's murder and Portland needs to recognize that and do some work to address it. So we've brought on an additional 27 nonprofits. That's how we're at our total for this year. Got it. 60 of those are self-identified as BIPOC-led organizations. So we're at 36% of our nonprofits are BIPOC-led. Considering Portland has, I think it's 6% of the population is um, is Black, and we have 30% representation, I think it's a good way for people to identify their actions and their support of putting a Black Lives Matter sign on their window or front yard with doing the actual work. So if you're looking to follow through on what you've been feeling all summer and fall and beyond, this is a good way to find an organization that does work that is important to the community and does show that Black Lives Matter. So there is that. Um, there that are, sort of support with your dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Put your money where your mouth is, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Show up. Um, so there's that. There are 27 new, 60 BIPOC led, and 37, 37? 35 that are partners with the Oregon Cultural Trust. Right. Okay. Can you talk a little bit more about that for those who aren't quite sure what that means? Sure. Um, And even for Oregonians, this is still a new idea for some of us. Um, Oregon is super lucky. We have the Oregon Cultural Trust. It is a part of the government. We can get a tax credit when we're doing our state taxes that recognizes and rewards us for supporting cultural institutions. So if you make a contribution of any amount to a Oregon Cultural Trust partnered organization, and those are identified really easily in the Give Mm -hmm. Guide, um, and you make a matching amount contribution to the Oregon Cultural Trust, when it's time to do your taxes, you're going to get a credit 
on your taxes. That doesn't happen anywhere else. So cool. Yeah. And as an individual, you can get up to $500 in tax credits. As a married couple filing jointly, you can get $1,000. It's pretty awesome. It's basically a wash. You're supporting nonprofits. You're supporting the state. Oregon Cultural Trust will then take that money and pump it back into the cultural institutions. And if there is one thing that everybody loves about living in Portland and the surrounding area, it's how awesome all this stuff is. Yeah. Right? Yep, absolutely. It's what makes our community so special. And what a clever way to continue to invite our community to participate and support the work that the cultural institutions are doing. I, did, I didn't even know that you could claim it on your tax return. Uh, it's the best. It's the so best. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Uh, well, I think one of the other things that I just think is so special about the gift guide is that it really, I know a lot of families and a lot of, you know, friends in my circle and here at Vita, always looking for interesting ways to engage their kids and their family in giving. And, um, you know, particularly at the end of the year when um, a lot of families tend to do more donations. And the gift guide makes it really easy to do this with your kids and like as a family. And, um, you know, for example, with me and my daughter, she, you know, has to save some of her money every year into like her, you know, kind of give bucket. And so Mm -hmm. she and I sat down and we went through the eight different giving um, buckets on the gift guide. And she thought, you know, okay, you know, the environment and, um, I forget what the, like maybe social services, I forget what the bucket's called. And so she went through all of them and picked the two that really resonated the most with her. And, and she's, you know, almost eight. So, you know, it's, it's totally appropriate for like kids of any age. They can really see what they're supporting and understand it and then be able to choose for themselves, uh, which to give to. So how, how are you seeing families utilize this as part of their like family giving strategies? I feel like you just described what my family does too. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, Our daughter is 12. She saves some of her money as well. Um, And we also give her a little bit and then she makes some choices and she can decide how, how much she's going to divide it up. She can pick, you know, 10 nonprofits or give it all to one, whatever is important to her. But it is, it is the most fascinating process to watch them um, experience empathy and compassion through their research and selection process. And I can watch the wheels turn as I'm watching my kiddo scroll through the different nonprofits and watch their videos and see what they're doing. And she can identify with the work that they're doing and go, that's amazing. Um, I feel really strongly about this or, Ooh, I didn't even know that existed. And you know, it's a similar experience to what a lot of us grownups are going through to like, Ooh, I didn't know they were down the road for me. They're doing what? That's so cool. Um, so we, we do a similar thing to your family and I've heard from other families as well that one thing that, that I really loved is instead of giving their teachers, um, like gift baskets or coffee mugs or whatever it is they normally do, they make gifts in honor of their teacher two various nonprofits that are important to things that are important to their teachers. I love that. That's a great idea. Yes. Really cool. And really for, you could even do it for anybody in your family too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like as gifts this year. Oh, wow. Really nice idea. 
Um, and I, I think the other thing too, that is, um, nice for the younger kids to see as well is that I think a lot of us, at least here in Portland, like there's some pretty big, you know, influential nonprofits that are doing, you know, some big work that, you know, OPB, like our NPR affiliate and the Oregon Food Bank and Volunteers of America. But the gift guide really does a nice job of highlighting some of the organizations that you might not hear about, like in our local popular culture. Um, and, and recognizing kind of the scope of the work that is done here and that continues to need to be done on a pretty regular basis. And, um, so I really appreciate that about it as well. I think the nonprofit ecosystem is incredibly diverse and wide ranging. And there are some behemoths out there, like you mentioned, some really large, well-established statewide or regional or international, even nonprofits that are headquartered right here in Portland. Um, And we include some of the biggies in our offerings, but we give the same platform, the same exposure, the same promotion to nonprofits that might have two staff members or none. There are some that are included that are pure volunteer run Mm -hmm. um, and they're doing incredible work and they deserve to be talked about. They should not be our best kept secret. They should be on everybody's radar because they're doing things to make our town and our lives better. And it's important that people know. It really is. Yeah, definitely. I encourage everybody to go check it out. Even if you're not here in Portland, giveguide.org, just as an example for a really innovative way to enhance giving in one's community. This episode of the Make Life Work podcast is supported by our friends at Archive. Do you have stacks of your kids' artwork piling up around your home like I do? Archive offers an easy and seamless solution for preserving and celebrating their creations. Just log on to archivebox.com and order your box, fill it with the artwork you'd like to save, and their talented team of professional photographers and designers will turn it into a stunning keepsake book or mosaic. Listeners of the Make Life Work podcast will receive $20 off their first order. Visit archivebox.com and use promo code MAKELIFEWORK at checkout. Tony, do you have any, just from your kind of experience in the nonprofit world and end of your giving, like any tips for our listeners on how to maximize end of your gifts or other ways to think about it for them and their families? Sure. So we make it fun. When you give a little, we give a little. So there are incentives. You can give as little as $10. You don't have to be Daddy Warbucks to make a difference, right? So $10 is enough to do some good. So if you've got a spare 10, come play, come have fun. We have big give days and those are special days scattered throughout the campaign where, you know, you make a contribution and we're going to enter you to win something fun. Yesterday, we did a getaway to Skamania Lodge. We have coming up, I I know, it was awesome. Um, we have coming up two shopping sprees at Powell's books. So $500 shopping sprees. Do you know how many books you can get with that? Unbelievable. Yes. Um, Same thing for music millennium. Um, The blazers are going to do something. There's a getaway trip to McMinnville. There's just a nice scattering of things. Even if you don't give on a big give day and you just give on, just a random day of the campaign through December 31st. We're going to give you a bunch of free goodies through the Chinook book. um, And you'll have rewards. It's just a nice, easy thing to do. 
Yeah. And that reminds me too, like thinking of goodies, a lot of corporate organizations or other businesses are, I think, upping their matching this year a little bit too. So it's like making sure that everybody, if you're giving that you're to check to see if your employer might actually match whatever you give to the give guide. Yes. So your own employer, check with HR, see what they're doing if they are encouraging philanthropy or employee giving, because that is a powerful way to turn your $10 into 20. And when you're making your selection, you'll see on giveguide.org, every nonprofit will list if they are also bringing a business partner towards um, the game too, right? So let's say you are starting with your own personal $10 and you go to a nonprofit and they have a donor or a business that is also doing a matching gift. So your 10 has turned into 20, but your company that you work for is doing a matching gift. Well, suddenly your $10 is 30 bucks. That's awesome. And if there's, yeah. And if you multiply that across a handful of people, you've turned $50 into a significant amount of money. And it's just a really powerful way to, to work with each other to make things better. It's easy. It feels good. Yeah, it does. And it's, yeah, just again, so clever, such an innovative way to, to really maximize giving in a community. So do look, do look for those matching gifts. We have $575,000 pledged in matching gifts. So cool. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it really is. Um, well, awesome. And you know, I know that you have kids home there and life is a little bit different, just a tiny bit this year. Yeah. So I, I always ask our, our guests, to, you know, share a little bit about, you know, the strategies or the routines or the schedules that are really helping make life work for them right now. And I'm just curious how things are going over there for you all. (laughs) (laughs) It's been an adventure. We are three wildly independent people who live in a small house together. And we're very fortunate that we have the space that we have. You know, my husband is a brewer. He leaves the house at four in the morning. I am up ideally somewhere around seven o'clock so I can get some like Tony things done before my daughter wakes up because when she's up, then we need to get ready for school, do screen school through the Portland public school system. Yep. And she sits like three feet away from me and we've got our desks set up in the basement and it's cold down here. So we've got like portable heater and blankets and all these things. And we've got to run upstairs at lunch and thaw out and then come back down and do whatever we've got to do. Oh my goodness. It's, it's a whole thing. It's been tricky, but we, we're pretty tight posse. We like each other. That helps. Yes, it does. And we do a lot of our celebrations through food. So we have a lot of fun planning the menu for the week. We go to the grocery store once. If it doesn't make it onto the list, it's not happening. Right. And it sucks, but there you yeah. have it. <laughs> Can't just pop back in. You got to yeah. wait in line. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we're playing it really safe, really close to home. We're doing absolutely nothing with nobody yeah, um, as much as we can. Yeah. The state of Oregon just went into a freeze or a pause. I'm not sure which the state is doing. And so, yeah, as of this week, we're all being asked to hunker down a little bit more than usual. And sounds like you guys are already into that routine and process as it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a test of patience and endurance and it's, building character, but it has been hard. Mm-hmm. We're social creatures. We want to see our mm-hmm. friends. We want to give them giant bear hugs. We want to high five everybody we see. We can't do that. Yep. You know? So we're making the best of it 
and we're getting to know ourselves really well. It's a deep internal year, I'd say. I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really nice way to look at it. Um, yeah, and one way, one way to kind of counteract some of the negative things that have happened this year is to be able to donate to some organizations that are doing really good work. And I know that that helps a lot of people feel better with what's happening in the world right now. So kudos to you and the Wildman Week for the work that y'all are doing. And I really appreciate you joining with us today to talk more about end of year giving. And I'll be curious to see in January what the uh, end of the results of the campaign are. And I'll be sure to put them on the uh, podcast page. Awesome. I would love to see a big number (laughs) in January. I'd love to share that news with you. Yeah, absolutely. And so tell us um, before we go where we can find you, where we can find the gift guide. You can find everything at giveguide.org. So you can find all the nonprofits, you can find the big give days, you can see all the missions, the videos, everything you need. It's all right there. It ends on December 31st. And those last three days of December are a crazy busy time. So if you're thinking about doing this, do it early. Just get it done. Mark it off your list. Feel good for the rest of the month. Love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tenny. We appreciate having you on and we'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. The Make Life Work podcast is recorded on site at the Vita Coworking Community in Northeast Portland. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for show notes and other resources from this week's episode, please visit vitacoworking.com slash podcast. Have a great week and thanks for listening.